0: is rising on an emerging generation of kings father lord we thank you for a gathering of kings we thank you lord jesus for this moment oh lord we ask father in the name of jesus that even as your word comes it comes in its power it comes in its efficacy and, all oh Lord, your, the hearts of your people are ready to practice in the name of Jesus. Wisdom is infused into the hearts of every person in the name of Jesus. Thank you, great and mighty God, because we receive your light today in the name of Jesus. For in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Glory to God. Get ready. <laughs> Who's ready? <laughs> Who is getting ready to get ready? to be ready <laughs> glory to God uh, I shared in the first service um, just briefly uh, the things that stop us from getting ready I give a um, background to um, the word from 2 uh, second Chronicles uh, chapter 27 and right now I just want to give us a few um, ways that we can prepare a few processes that we need to engage in to get ourselves ready Uh, there's so much ahead of us Uh, we might not see it now but the Lord God that sees it has already set it Peter shared uh, in the first service and he said again that it is already written in the volume of the book so there's a book about you there's a writing of God there's a story that God has already written for you but it takes your own preparation to get you to that point so the provision of God is already there but it's your responsibility to come into the prosperity, into that uh place that God has called you to. Amen. Uh, like I said in the first service, um, I have notes. <laughs> I'm reading from those notes. Um still working, I'm still getting ready to get to that point. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Glory to God. Uh so let's read again uh uh core text from second Chron- chronicles uh Chapter 27 It's uh, the brief story of a king King of Jerusalem Who is uh, Jotham Uh, It says Jotham was 25 years old When he became king And he reigned 16 years in Jerusalem And his mother's name was Jerusha The daughter of Zadok It says he did And he did what was right In the sight of the Lord According to all that his father Uzziah had done although he didn't enter the temple of the Lord. So that's the one thing that Uzziah did that, caused, uh, that cost him his place, that cost him the favor of God, that cost him the power of God over his life. He was taken out of the place of uh, rulership, of the place of kingship because of one thing that he did. It, but the difference between Uzziah, that's Jotham's father here, and Jotham is that he didn't do this thing. He said, the word says that he did what was right in the sight of the Lord according to what his father did. You you just took that lesson from him. So in life, there there are people who have gone through certain things, and they are there for us um, to mentor us. They are there for us to uh, be taught not to go through those things again. Uh, We'll get to that quickly. It says, but but still, the people acted corruptly. Uh, As a king, uh, you come to a place where you rule over people. But even when you do the right things, people still see it as wrong. Even when you are in the right path, people still think, oh, I don't think he's doing so much. So they look at your life right now and they're like, "Mm, nah, on the scale of one, two, he's making it. He's not really there. But the Lord is already working. You are working already behind the scenes and the Lord is working in you. You are doing all that is right in his sight, not in their sight, in his sight. He's the only one that matters. Amen says again that he built the upper gates and the house of the Lord and he built extensively on the wall of Ophel and he continued to build, he did more building, he said he built cities in the mountains of Jerusalem let's think about that for a minute how difficult can that be to build in a mountain imagine building a mansion on the mountain right now he has to carry blocks, bags of cement iron rods in the mountains he still built isn't that a daunting task there are some things that God will bring us to that seem so daunting. But because we are doing what is right in the sight of the Lord, He gives us the strength to do it. Amen. He, says he, also, uh, did, he said He also built in the forest. He said in the forest He built fortresses and towers. So first of all, you have to what c- cut some things to build some things. Amen. That's part of preparing. Amen. He says again that He fought with the king of the Ammonites and defeated them. So the Ammonites were the, those who were against them, those who were against their, uh, his progress as a king. He says he fought against them and defeated them. It says, and the people of Ammon gave him in that year 100 talents of silver. It also says that he, um, he gave them 10,000 cores of wheat and 10,000 of barley. Pidams gave that the, uh, the modern-day... Um, uh, equivalent of what that is amounting to 149 million dollars right that's about 49 billion naira amen that's just from fighting who's going to get more than that who wants to get more than that not just in physical but in the spiritual also God is going to make you fight some wars and give you the spoils amen amen and it says the people of Ammon paid this to him in the second and the third year so they kept it was an ongoing thing So, after fighting the battle once, you conquer and you still keep getting paid. You still keep getting the proceeds from the fight. Amen. So, it's not not a fight. It's a fight to finish, but you are not finished. You are still flourishing in that process. Amen. It says here again that Jotham became mighty because he prepared his ways before the Lord his God. So, it says he became mighty. So, he built, he fought, he did all of that, but he became mighty because he prepared his ways before the Lord his God. Amen. Amen. I I really want to encourage us to just um, remember to listen to the first service because I would not want to go too deep into it right now. But I just want to give us um, a few ways to get ourselves prepared. It says again uh, in other verses that it says the rest of the acts of Jotham and all his ways and all his wars and his ways, indeed, they are written in the book, of the kings of israel and judah amen so when your life brings glory to god people will write about you when your life is prepared before god people will tell your story amen people will tell your story in jesus name because you do mighty things for god amen says again re-emphasizing this part that he was 25 years old when he became king and he reigned 16 years in jerusalem they will give detailed analysis they will show that yes he, he was young, but he made it. He was little, but the Lord made him mighty. Because what? He prepared his way. He prepared his way. Amen. And then later on, he rested with his father and buried him and all of that. And then his son took over. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So I'm just going to be um, pointing out a few things from this uh, portion of scripture in uh, the ways to prepare. Amen. So what's the first way? What's the first thing you need to do in, uh, in, uh, in order to get prepared? First thing you need to do is to pray. Someone say pray. pray. I wrote it here. I said pray, 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 because that's how I heard it. Pray, pray, pray. That's for emphasis. That show you the importance of prayer in preparation. God is too intentional to make you, um, to keep you stagnant in a place. He causes you to grow. He wants you to get to a point that he has called you to. But he's not going to do it without showing you certain things. The word says in Jeremiah 33 verse 3, it says that call unto me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things. So first of all, God shows you mighty things before he makes you mighty. Amen. Before you become mighty, before you become mighty, God shows you mighty things. But the difference between What you have seen to be mighty, and for you uh, to become mighty, is preparation. Amen. Amen. He also says, um, so I wrote here again, that prayer just doesn't generate power for you. It gives you life. It awakens you to the consciousness of the power that is already on the inside of you. Amen. Amen. So, God doesn't just say, okay, pray, 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 speak to me, speak to me. He's also speaking to you. He's always speaking to you. Amen. So, in the place of prayer, what we do there is wait on God to speak to us, to give us that direction, and for us to also speak to him, give uh, him our intentions, because he has placed desires on the inside of us. He has placed those things on the inside of you. The fact, some of us think that, oh, we always have to wait on God to speak to us, but can I tell you something? God sometimes places a certain desire to do a certain thing in you. And that desire is not far-fetched because you are hidden in Christ. So you are not on the wrong path. You are on the right path. God has placed those things in you for you to inquire of Him. Okay, God, you've placed this thing in me. What do you want me to do with it? Lord, I suddenly have a, niche, a, a, a knack for uh, cooking now. Lord, are you saying something? I, I find myself wanting to go in this direction. Lord, are you saying something? So, it's not all the um, cravings, or all the things that we think, oh, I suddenly have an interest for this. Those things are, directing, are a form of compass for your life. They're supposed to lead you to the place of prayer. So, in the place of prayer, what do you get? In the place of prayer, you get revelation. Amen. Now, what is revelation? Revelation is light plus sight. So, you see a thing. But you don't see it clearly. So you see that you have that interest. You see that you have that uh, uh, desire to do a certain thing. But there's no light. There's no direction. There's no way it's pointing you to. In the place of prayer, you get the reason why that thing is there. You get the reason why God is leading you in that direction. Amen. Amen. Now, let me say this. There's no better person to prepare you than the person who has already seen the end of a thing from the point where you are. He has already started you up by saying this is where you are going. He has given you that direction. He has seen it all. He has written the story and it's done. So he's bringing you to that place where you can also see what he's showing you. He says, call unto me. Call unto me. He says, I will answer you and then I will show you great and mighty things. The five version of that verse says he uh, will show you great and mighty things First in and hidden. So those things are not yet revealed but in the place of prayer you get revelation. They are shown unto you. You get light in your sight. Amen. Amen. And it also goes on to say those things that which you do not know. It says, it continues to say that these things you do not distinguish or recognize or know or understand. So in the place of prayer you get knowledge. In the place of prayer you get understanding. Amen. So that's that's the first thing you need to do to get prepared. Amen. And second thing you need to do in preparation is to reason and strategize. What is reasoning? Reasoning is the process, the engagement of the power of your mind through thinking. So, it's one thing to think about a thing and just uh, oh, in passing, oh, wow, well, I thought about you today. Oh, wow. Okay, thank you. But, in the place of reasoning, You are engaging the power of your mind. You are thinking through the things that God has placed on the inside of you. So what is that project that you are doing? Lord, what are you saying? Are you also, so yes, you've prayed and you've equipped your spirits. You've received the light. But have you engaged the womb of your spirits? Have you stirred up yourself in the place of your mind through reasoning and thinking? Amen. And to strategize is to back up that thinking, to back up your vision with preparation with readiness so when you strategize you put out things you lay it out and you see it in plain sight What says in Habakkuk 2 that you should write the vision and make it plain, so you see it in plain sight you see it right in front of you and you are able to receive the depth of it you have to reason you have to strategize amen there's a chapter uh, there's a verse, um, Bible verse here I want to read from Proverbs twenty-four verse six, I read in the amplified version. It says, "For by wise counsel you can wage war, and in ab- an abundance of counselors there is victory and safety." Amen. Amen. For by wise counsel you, it's, I love, I love the way uh, the NKJV puts it. it. Says, "You will wage war." Amen. We saw uh, in the text that we read about Jotham and the Ammonites that He Fought the Ammonites. It says, for by wise counsel, you wage your own war. This life is a, a, a series of battles that you have to win. Amen. And you can't fight without being strengthened. You can't fight without having wise counsel. Wise counsel is basically good advice. Who is, who are you getting your advice from? Who is teaching you? Who is mentoring you? Who is showing you the direction? Who has been there before and has made mistakes who can you learn from? Some of us, the only thing we need to do between now and the coming year that will make that bold, that huge difference is to get good advice. We don't, probably don't need anything more than that. So just get good advice. Because with that advice, you wage your own war. And then when you wage your war, you are safe. It doesn't keep you stuck in a place where you're afraid of losing. Because we've already won in Christ. Amen? Amen. But when you fight your own war with good advice, with counsel, re- revealed understanding and knowledge from God. It takes you to a place of victory, to that place where you already have your victory. Amen. Glory to God. So the second thing is to reason and to strategize. The third thing is to evaluate everything. Evaluate everything. Things might look valuable to you but might look useless to someone else. Things things might look um, profitable to you, but if you show it to someone close to you, your neighbor might say, mm, it's just there, okay, I hear you, it looks good. But to you, it's valuable. So sometimes, and many times, you need to look at the things that you've laid out. So fine, uh, you have a project, you have a thought process that God has shown to you, you've reasoned, you strategized, and it's all looking good. You have like six different things you can do with uh, your food business, for instance, Oh, you can cook and sell to hotels. Oh, you can cook and uh, um, sell to um, uh, open an online food business. It looks good. It looks right. But is it what God is telling you to do at that time? So not everything that looks good looks good for that time, is good for that time. Not everything that looks good at the time is good for that time. So you need to evaluate, consider the value. To evaluate is to look at what the value is at that time. Amen. That's the next thing we need to do in, st- in the step to prepare. The next thing we need to do in preparation is to prioritize. So you've considered all the things that have value. You've seen um, the, va- the, the value in the things that you've laid out and the things that God has given unto you. But when you don't prioritize it and you try to do it all at once, that's a poor strategy. That's not the direction God wants you to go. The word says, let everything be done in decency and in order. Scale of preference. Okay, this is the one I want to do now. This is the direction the Lord is leading me in right now. I'll step back and do this maybe in the second quarter of the year. Amen. But it's not for you to run this now and then on the side you're doing this one too. And then the next one is also on its way. You have to prioritize. Look at the scale and see what God is asking you to do at that time. Amen. I love this verse uh, in Ephesians 5 verse 15 it says see that you walk circumspectly that you walk circumspectly what does it to mean to walk circumspectly to circumspect to circle around and to inspect the things so walk in circles around a thing keep going around and around it It says not as fools but as wise so it, i mean they said they said something about um, a mad person doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different results so if you keep walking in circles you um people might consider you someone that is not reasoning but when you do it as a wise person you are walking circumspectly. So as you are walking around it, you are seeing it in all its dimensions. You are seeing the parts that can work. You are seeing the parts that may not work at this point. You are seeing the points that can uh, produce more for you now. You are seeing the points in that same thing that God has shown you that will not produce what you need at that time. It says as not as fools, but as wise. Well. It says redeeming the time. So you know, um, in doing a continuous process saying Let's say, for instance, a fool is walking around the thing over and over again. It's wasting time. Well, when you walk as wise, it may look to someone else as you just going around in circles. But if you're you're a wise person, you are redeeming the time. You are buying it back. You are saying, no, I'm not wasting time. I'm just going around this thing, trying to make sense of it. Because God has shown me what I need to do. But I'm not going to keep walking around in circles. I'm picking out the things that I need to pick out. Amen. It says, for the days are evil. What that basically means is that time is running out. People may say, oh, it's just not making sense out of what it's doing. It says in the story of Jotham that, but still, the people acted corruptly. So there will always be people around you that may not be able to make sense of what you're doing. But in the name of Jesus, what you do will make sense to God in the name of Jesus. You will walk rightly in His sight in the name of Jesus. Amen. The next thing you need to do in preparing is to accelerate. Amen. And that speaks about redeeming the time also. So as you are doing that then you're not just sluggishly going around in circles, going around in circles. What? You are moving swiftly. You are carrying the steps that you, you are taking the steps that you need to take. You are moving from one point to another, saying, "God, you are showing me this thing. I move with a sense of urgency. I'm not stopping at the points where you told me to, where you have not led me to. I'm going at the at the pace of the Spirit. I'm going as fast as you have le- as you are leading me. Amen. So, in doing all these things, we are also saving time. That is to tell you that you are buying back time. Amen. You have to move with a sense of urgency. Uh, The response of the response to a prophecy, the most important response to a prophecy is punctuality. You have to come into a place where you are early. You have come to this thing. Lord, you show me, I move. Lord, this is the next step, I move. Lord, this is the instruction now, I move. I'm not stopping at the place where you said. I'm not staying where you said. I'm staying, I'm going on. It's a President's continuous motion. You are not staying in the place they has called you, but you are staying in the place that he's. What you are hearing what he's saying, not what he has said. Amen. We have to be swift. Divine motion is the direction of God's will and revelation. So sometimes some of us confuse our speed for rushing. We mix it up. Ah, this person. Wow. He said he wanted to have. 500 outlets of his food business in 10 years. It's 9 years now and it's already at 520. But is he walking in the will of God? Has God said open 520 branches? Has God said this is the way to go in this direction? Maybe God actually said open 50 branches per year, but in year 8 he opened 250 and then in the other years he just started doing it bits and bits and pieces till he got uh, till he overshot But that's not the direction. We need to understand that speed is God's uh, direction for us in his will and in his revelation. But rushing is our own personal desire to accomplish a thing. We need to understand that difference before we make that move. Listen and hear God. Hear what he's saying. Hear him rightly and receive the instruction and move at that point. Amen. The next thing you need to do after doing all of this is to rest in God's power, in His grace, and His ability. Amen. So, some of us are sometimes pressured by the uh, intricacies of planning, of putting all these things together, of praying, of receiving, uh, of reasoning and thinking it through, and planning and prioritizing and evaluating. It can be strenuous, it can be stressful, it can put you under so much pressure. But the Lord has called you for it. He will definitely lead you by his mighty right hand. So you coming into might is through a mighty God. So you are not stranded. Amen. He's leading you through the journey. It says in uh, Matthew eleven twenty-eight. it says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden and overburdened. So when, it's, when the pressure is just too much, it says, Rest in my ability, rest in my power, rest in my grace, I've made that provision for you I'm not leading you to fail, I'm leading you to success, I love what Amakash says now, he says God never fails, so it's impossible for him to fail he can't bring you to a point and take you to a point where you fail that is not God, amen so rest in his ability, if he did it before he will do it again, if he did it in your neighbor's life, he will definitely bring it to pass for you, amen Glory to God. It also says in the next verse, it says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. That's what the Amplified Version says. It says, learn from me. Amen. So, in, and I'm just going to take a step back to the point of uh, revelation, the place of prayer. It reveals things to you when you call unto him and he answers you. He shows you great and mighty things which you did not know of. He says, learn from me. He's giving you knowledge. He's giving you understanding. He's giving you wisdom. He says, take my yoke upon you. That yoke of God is staying in the place of prayer, staying in the place of his rest. Amen. He says, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. It's so it's an assured thing. It's something you can bank on. Amen. You will find rest for your soul. Amen so after you rest after you've done all of this what is the last thing you need to do what's the last thing you need to do you need to execute with excellence you need to execute with excellence so God has shown you all these things wow you've drawn it out it looks good on paper it looks awesome and the plan looks like a money making machine already but how do you bring it to pass you have to execute with excellence you can't be sluggish with it you can't, be, uh, uh, you can't be mediocre with the process. Amen. You have to move with excellence. You have to make it happen. With an excellence, we said about Daniel that he had, he said an, an excellence spirit was upon him. Amen. He was, he moved in excellence. He was able to accomplish those things because he acted with excellence. He moved with excellence. So let's execute with excellence in all our processes. You see something that doesn't look right? fix it before it goes bad. A stitch in time saves nine. You make it right before it becomes a, a, a terrible thing. Amen. I just want to declare in the name of Jesus that even as we prepare that the Lord strengthens us through the process. That even as we take one Uh, step after the other in this process that the Lord will show us his power show us his might endow us with his grace in the name of Jesus. Even as we pray unto him revelation comes in the name of Jesus. He shows us the path to follow in the name of Jesus. Someone make this your prayer right now. He makes you a way for you every step of the way. He shows you the path to take. Amen. And even as you do that in your reasoning he says he has given you Uh, not a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. So your mind is sound. Your mind is able to reason through the things that you need to reason through. To strategize. To put the plan to paper. To put it to work. To make it it look good. The Lord strengthens you in that line. In the name of Jesus. He gives you the ability to evaluate, to prioritize. Because it can look difficult. It can look difficult to put things that look so good together and do them one after the other, but the Lord said he will lead you and uphold you by his mighty right hand. Amen. Amen. And let's just keep this in mind that even as God has provided the grace of time unto us, it is up to us to come into that place of consistent and early preparation. So who's ready to go through this process? Who's ready to take it on and take the bull by the horn from this moment on? Remember what I said in the first service about taking four years as an Olympian to prepare for just 10 seconds of a run. You need to start now. 2020 is not over, but it can still be great. It can still be awesome for you if you start right now, and it can carry on into the next year. Amen. Amen. Who's ready? Who's going to prepare? Who's going to strategize? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God